Hello and welcome to Sobriety Elevated, the podcast that is committed to empowering you in your recovery and elevating your sobriety. Join us now for the next episode. We hope you create an incredible experience. Let's get the show started. Here we are on another episode. You're with Kevin and Jim. Hey, everybody. Yeah, so today we're going to talk about grief. And one of the reasons why I figured we'd talk about grief is like you guys have heard, I'm here out of town working on these funeral homes and things like that. And I've, I've been surrounded by a lot of people that are experiencing grief. And uh, me and Jim were talking about how in recovery, grief is, is something that uh, is a topic that not a lot of people probably talk about, but we probably do because we all go through it. My initial thought is grief is part of the human experience. Yet when we go through grief or when grief happens around us, a lot of the times we don't know how to behave. Yeah, we don't, we don't know how to process grief. Recently, I, I lost, I want to say someone near and dear to me, but something near and dear to me, a little dog. And that was amazing to see. And if, and if any of you were in workshops with Luna and myself, Luna passed about a month ago. And she passed quite suddenly. And it was interesting to see how people were around the grief. Because I don't think we are trained to know how to handle grief. So I just wanted, I thought today would be a good day to chat about it. Yeah, I think that grief is something that whether you're in recovery or not is something that's good to talk about. But I think us tying it to recovery uh, is extremely important because if you're like me, before I, I got sober and, and found recovery, I wouldn't really let myself feel grief or anything for that matter. I would just drink it or, or uh, drug it away. And to where now I have to experience it. You know, I don't have to. I get to experience grief and I get to go through those emotions and those feelings. Yeah, you get to. I love that. Yeah, and, and it's it doesn't right. always feel like because it. Because one of the one of the things is when you were in your addiction, you probably had a lot of grief towards yourself, towards others, towards situations. And if you're in sobriety, it might be a good time especially if you're not grieving, to look at what are the attitudes you have around grief. How do you right now see that you would handle grief? Yeah, for me, what I... Because like we said earlier, grief is going to happen. For me, I, I since all of those things that I should have experienced grief for, I didn't because I was numb and not feeling things. In this, you know, first couple years of my recovery, I've had to grieve losses and grieve things that are from the past. People that were close to me, maybe, and 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 also kind of one that I I think is is challenging. You know, I have some relationships that were that were broken forever due to my addiction, and um, you know, close friends and things yeah. like that that I I did wrong, and um, you know, after every attempt I had to make it right, I, I can't blame them. They they don't want to have a part of me, so I've had to grieve those losses too. One thing you, you want to be careful about, and I know that we've talked about this, you know, is like, is going living in the past and, and uh, questioning everything that I did and all that. And instead, just staying in the present moment and feeling that grief and, and understanding that like, I, I'm going to feel this and it's, it's going to stink. It's not going to be very fun for a while. But over time, as I experience it and I feel it, I can then get through it and get past it. 
beautifully spoken. So if you are out there listening and you have experienced grief, the question I have for you, is it fully processed? And one of the things I will say is even fully processed, every now and then you will get a trigger. And as a result of the trigger, that grief may come back. Grief coming back is a natural thing. There's nothing wrong with that. So if you're experiencing grief, one of the things I would recommend is for you to actually identify the source of your grief. Like figure out why you're sad. Like Kevin said, it could be a past behavior or a regret about something that happened in the past. It may be your current situation. I know I had a client on and off who had a pretty sad current situation. We would talk and I would just get him back to the present. Maybe you've lost someone or you've lost something or you've lost status. Maybe somebody that you know has relapsed and now all of a sudden you're making it mean something about you. One of the things I know is when you get to the source of your grief, you can process it. And I also know that getting to the source of your grief may also bring back grief from the past. And if you have unresolved grief from the past, you are, there are going to be current triggers that are going to pull that unresolved back. And all of a sudden, problems that seem small are going to seem huge. Your ability to identify whatever is grieving you is the first step in you processing it through and creating the space that the grief can happen, but life can move on. I've been here, like I said, around all of these funerals and things like that. And, and like you said, I, I realized that I haven't felt a lot of grief, you know, especially just specifically about like loss of loved ones and people that have, have died. And, you know, I, I would just, um, I can remember at funerals, that was one of my favorite times to get drunk and get crazy, you know, so you didn't have to actually feel anything. And, um, yeah. Wow. And so being here, it's, it's, it's helped me wow. realize, um, you know, funerals and weddings, good old alcoholic, you know, place to, to make sure we get really screwed up. I've felt some of these things here and it's been nice to have some quiet time and identify, you know, why am I, why does this make me sad? And it's because I haven't truly grieved the loss of certain people. And having gone through that, I think that the best part about it for me is being able to do it in recovery. It's just a lot safer for me. And that's because I have things like I have a support network that I can u- use. And those people, what's great about, you know, my, my friends in recovery and people like that is when I talk to them about this, they let me know, you know, that it's okay to grieve. It's, it's okay. And, you know, like you've, you've said many times, Jim, is, you know, when your grief does not, is not a sign of weakness. It's, it's a natural thing and it's a natural thing that we experience. I love what you said, because one of the things is how is your support team? When I work with clients one-on-one, and I have one client right now who has 71 days clean, and it was so funny because we first agreed that he would just be 30 days clean. And within our first week, week and a half, he had a full support team. There were four other people around him that are supporting him. And once he got 30 days, he was like, 31 days, I'm going to go drink again. And I was like, "Let's, let's stop for a minute. Let's stop for a minute. I said, let's talk about this. And after we talked about it, 
his new goal is 100 days. And at about 50 days, he actually brought up with his team, I think I want to go a full year without drinking. And because he has a support team, he's actually gone through and and believe you me, there are times that he actually does grieve. One of the things about getting clean is he looks better and he's been reflecting, like we've said in this conversation earlier, he's been reflecting on some past behaviors and now he's cleaning it up. And with a support team, it makes him so much stronger. So if you have a support team, that's great. If you don't have a support team, get three to four to five people around you. And don't say that there's nobody around you that cares. Because I promise you, there is a lot more people around you that really care. After I lost Luna, I had people get in touch with me that I hadn't been in contact with for quite a while. And it was surprising how many people were around. So support teams are critical. Yeah, and I think one of the keys when you're thinking about like your support team, sometimes I I think we have like this misconception that we need like this crazy mentor or someone that we go to for advice. A lot of times the support team is just there to listen and just kind of like, you know, hold the space for you and just be there for you. Um, We don't always need someone that can like solve our problem. You know, that's, that's one thing that, I love about recovery is it doesn't matter if this person's got their doctorate or if this person literally was living on the streets six months ago, those people are there for me and they'll support me and they'll, they'll listen to me and they'll, you know, they'll, they'll share some of maybe their experience, but a lot of times they're not there to offer a solution like, Oh, here's how you can not grieve anymore. They're just like, man, yeah, that sucks. You know what? I'll just sit here with you. I think that's a huge thing with, with our support team and support network. And that's one of the most, if, if you're out there and you support someone in recovery or you're in recovery, that is one of the most critical things is that if somebody wants to come to you and talk, a lot of the times you will be so powerful simply if you just listen. Because listening to where a person can get the grief off their chest without you agreeing or disagreeing or even adding your story. You simply listen. And especially when somebody is upset. Uh, a matter of fact, I remember years, years, this was probably 15 years ago when I was dating. And uh, I was, it, was, it was a new person I was dating. And one night she called me up completely hammered. And she was just talking and she was actually complaining about life. And, and I can never say this, but on this end, I actually opened the internet and I was looking at something so I wouldn't get triggered. And every now and then I said, yeah, I would listen to what she said. But then the next day she called me to apologize and she says, can I tell you something? And I said, what? And she says, you're the best listener I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. I've, nobody has just listened to me and just gotten me like you did. Thank you. And the thing was, is all I was, was just allowing her to speak allowing her to get it out of her so it so all of that energy and that stuff no longer sat in her it was able to leave her now it's funny we didn't we didn't end up dating but it's it was it was a powerful lesson in just being there with somebody without having to solve a problem 
And grief is not a problem. Grief is just a part of the human condition. There's not a solution to it except for feeling it and getting through it. And I would just challenge anyone out there, whether you're in recovery and experiencing grief, grief, or there's someone around you that's experiencing grief, it can be, uh, it can be hard. And I just say, be there for them. You know, I, I have a story where I didn't know what to say. So someone that I had known for a long time, uh, older person than me, their husband had passed away and it was really awkward for me. You know, I was at the funeral home and I was like, kept saying like, I'm so sorry for your loss. I kept saying stuff. And she just looked at me and she said, you know what, Kevin, you just being here is enough. You don't have to say anything because she could literally just sense that I was so uncomfortable. I didn't know what to say. I mean, her husband had died and, and she said it. And that was something that sticks with me today. Whenever I go to a wake or I go to a funeral is just being there and just listening. And, you know, you can share stories, you can talk about things. That's all great. But just being there and being present with them is huge. That is so amazing. So if you're listening to this, sometimes just being there for people is what you need to do to, to be of the most assistance. Now, one of the things I also want to mention here is that if you notice, if you grieve and notice you get incredibly low, one of the things I want you to know is your ability to go low in the grief you have an inverse ability to go high in your joy. So if you're one of those people that really feels things, especially around grief, know that especially if you're clean and sober and you create an amazing life, your peaks are going to be up there. And it is a very natural thing to go up and to go down in life. That is, it's the module in my coaching that I call the flow of life. And if people understand the flow of life, it literally makes the bad days a little bit easier. And on the same note, when you're in a really good space, you know that that good space really isn't going to last either. Yeah, it's, it's balance, I think, is uh, what, what, how I would put it, where there's, you know, you're going to have highs, you're going to have lows, but it's kind of how do you get through each of those. And um, I'll be honest, you know, I'm right now at a pretty big, uh, pretty big high in my life, just in my career and in my business. And, and things like that. And, um, you know, you almost don't want to get too excited because you know that eventually there's going to be some level of come down. But I'm just thankful that um, to be whatever state I'm in, I'm content and I know that I'm in the right spot. Even though things are really good, maybe in my career, being away from my wife and my family for a month now has been a challenge, as I'm sure uh, you can imagine. And, and that puts strain on that relationship. It's just important, I think, to have... All of these things we're talking about, grief, anything, it's important to have people around you, a support network, like we said. I think that that wasn't the point of this podcast when it started, but I think it ends up there again where it's it's a support, a support network, people that will be there for you to hold the space when you need them to hold the space, but also someone that will be there to tell you, hey, uh, chill out whenever you need to chill out or, hey, you know, do something or whatever it is. And I'm thankful that I have those people in my life, you know, Jim, you being one and other people that have the, the discussion with me now about balance in my life. You know, I'm so focused on my career and my business right this moment, which is okay. Sometimes it's, it's not always 50, yeah. 50, but just know that there needs to be a correction time after this and well, having those people around me to tell me that is important. One of the things I will say balance is a whole nother episode, but the thing is, is when you're doing something like right now, Kevin, you are doing a job, you are 100% there. 
when you're talking to your wife, you're 100% there. When you're going out like for dinner last night with everybody, you're 100% there. To me, that is the balance. So in a, if, if in a time period, if you have the time that you work, now for, for you right now, your recharge time is rather minimum. But that's going to change once this job gets done. Yeah, I think that uh, I think we've said enough. Grief and recovery. Make sure you've got a support system around you. We thank you so much for listening. Please, please like us, share us with your friends, and give us a rating, um, just so we can reach more people. If you have any suggestions or anything, you can find our Facebook group, Sobriety Elevated, on Facebook. You can reach out to Jim or myself on there. And we're so thankful that you're here and we will talk to you guys very soon. And until next time, create an incredible day. Bye-bye, everybody.